kind of feel like I just answered that one like I was in a job interview about what your strength and your weakness, and then you turn your weakness into a positive. So sorry, <laughs> but that's my real answer. The person was like, I'm new to this, but I know I need something in my life to keep me grounded. And I thought, ooh, that's a really good question. I'd like to toss it out in the q and I'm going to share some of the things, how it works for me, but I would love some feedback. I am so stoked to be doing this episode today. So today's episode is going to be my Q&A, which I'm super fucking pumped about. I got a lot of really, really good questions and I'm so excited. Some of them, I'm going to see if I can get through all of them. If not, some of them I think warrant their own damn episode because I know it's really big stuff that we're all dealing with and I'm super excited to dig in. But before we start, I have a little confession because, you know, I promise I'd be super vulnerable, super authentic and keep it extra, extra fucking real for myself and for you. I skipped a podcast. You may have noticed that I never published a podcast this past Thursday. It was the day after Christmas. I had previously batched a whole bunch of episodes and things were going really, really smooth after I had my little vulnerability breakthrough. But then. I just kind of said I was going to take a little time off for Christmas, um, and that's what I did. However, a little confession that comes out of that is I didn't really like it. I struggled with taking the time off, and I had talked about this on one of our coaching calls. I said, I really want to do nothing because I feel like I have been out of my comfort zone recently, like just living constantly out of my comfort zone, A, launching the podcast and feeling super vulnerable, feeling extra vulnerable at work. I had some really great opportunities at work, but as we know, with every opportunity comes a little level of courage because most of the time those opportunities are out of your comfort zone. And we had some really big presentations to do, and we did a great job, fantastic job. But leading up to it, you know, I did feel like I was living out of my comfort zone. So I was like, when I go to this Christmas break and this is my longest time off of work, I'm going to do nothing. But we all know that... (laughs) That doesn't happen. And then I just was like feeling off the whole time. And I was like, what is wrong? And I just know myself so well. And I I like to do what I like to do, right? But I did learn some lessons out of it. One, it's my goddamn podcast. And I can do whatever I want. And I've got to stop self-doubting and negative talking myself on all the things that I really want to do. And it's okay. I missed a podcast and no one died. Like, that's something I really need to remind myself about so many things in my life because I have a really, really hard time slowing down, relaxing, and being present. We talked about this a couple episodes ago about really being in the moment, and it's so hard. And it's so hard for a lot of women to really just slow down and say, you know what? I really felt like I needed that time off, and that's what I did. And I learned from it. I learned that Yeah, in that moment, I did need that time off, but now it feels really fucking good to come back at it, and I feel more inspired than ever before, and I've got some really cool new ideas, and I'm super fucking pumped to be back. So I just wanted to put that out there before we jump in. Another thing real quick, this is the last episode before—I mean, this is the last episode in 2019. Holy fucking shit. (laughs) I can't believe it. I am super excited for 2020. As I know, a lot of you are. A lot of people are. A lot of people feel like there's going to be a lot of new energy, a lot of new opportunities as we head into a brand new decade. 
and that it's just the end of a lot of really shitty things and people can really feel like this shift in energy and people just wanting more out of life, right? So that being said, there's nothing but like New Year's goals and New Year's resolutions this time of year, which I'm obviously a fan of making goals and living out all your dreams and doing everything that you want to do. But I also have a little bit of an issue with New Year's resolutions because I also feel like they just highlight all the shit that you feel like you're just not winning at, right? It's like, oh, I need to lose weight. I'm so gross. Or, oh, I really need to fucking get a budget together because I completely blew my shit over Christmas or whatever. And it feels, maybe this is just me, but it feels like a little negative self-talk that goes along there. And then we all know that those resolutions don't make it into February, right? I mean, it kind of depends. I did have one um, resolution to do 200, work out 200 times, like 200 days in the year. And I'm at 193, do the math. <laughs> I'm not going to make it to 200, but I'm super fucking close. But you know what? Again, it's a huge lesson for myself is... I did a lot of amazing fucking things in 2019, and while I didn't hit that goal, I launched a fucking podcast, which has been a life goal for many years, right? So just put it in perspective, and that's something I really want to do. I want to start focusing on highlighting and celebrating all the things that we do do every day, those little micro things. We were sitting down at work the other day and all the emails started running around. And for any of you who work, um, you know, in corporate jobs or whatever, it's that time of year where you got to start doing reviews and start thinking about reflecting on your year and putting in your goals for your next year and things like that. And everybody fucking hates doing it. I don't know anybody at work that's like, oh my God, I can't wait to do my goals. No, it fucking sucks, right? Everybody hates it. And I was telling my friend at work, I said, you know what? I am just going to start writing down my little accomplishments on every Friday, both personal and professional, because I was having a talk with this amazing, amazing lady in my coaching group, Kristen Swanson. I will tag her in the show notes. If you are looking for some more self-help and some more inspiration, she's fucking amazing. And she has just totally pushed me in so many different areas. She said, instead of always focusing on your to-do list, focus on your ta-da list, what did you get done? Like, think of, look at all the things you accomplished. Like when I'm on the call whining about, I can't get out of my head and I can't do the podcast. I don't know what's wrong with me. She was like, Katie, get out your head. Look what all the things you have done. Stop focusing on what you haven't done. Focus on what you have done and watch how things will shift for you. So that's what we're going to start doing. So I'm going to start posting my to-do list on what we're going to start calling Fuck Yes Fridays. Every Friday, I want you to hold me accountable and I want to hold you accountable to post what we are celebrating that week. Because another thing that my coach always tells us is that micro actions bring macro joy. It's not about losing 10 pounds in a month because we all know that's fucking unrealistic. It's about the little micro habits that you have made to change your life to get to the person that you really want to be. Whether that's just drinking more water every single day, those habits will build and build over time. But you can't just say in January, like, hey, I'm just going to go do this. It's going to be fucking awesome because at some point you're going to lose some motivation because it's too overwhelming of a lifestyle change and what you're already doing. So you really got to just focus on those little teeny actions and let them build week over week. So 
So that's what I want us to do. Every Friday, I want us to create our fuck yes list of all the things that we accomplished and take note. Then at the end of each month, you can reflect on those and then you can start comparing month to month. Then imagine at the end of the year, you can really see how you fucking kicked ass. And then whether that's personal or professional, when I sit down to do my annual review at work or when I sit down and start digging in, giving myself that negative self-talk, I really have some shit to fucking reflect on and to be proud of. So that's my New Year's resolution and accountability to you and to myself is that we are going to celebrate the good things that we are winning at so we can really start to shift our mindset to focus on positivity because we live in a world where it's so easy to always, always, always focus on the negative and no one puts enough into the positive. And there's so much power in that, right? All the energy you give out, you get back. We all know that's true. So let's really fucking lean in and focus on that, okay? Now that I've talked for like 10 minutes about my feelings on fucking New Year's and all these other things, let's jump into the Q&A. My first question, and it's a really good question, and I don't think I've really talked about this enough on the podcast, is how did I come up with the name Just Realized? So it's really funny, and starting a podcast, I think the hardest, hardest part, well, other than just actually showing up in front of the microphone for the very, very first time, I think the hardest, hardest part was coming up with my branding and my name because I felt like there's so much into that. There's so much tied into that. It's your first impression. It's like the cover of your book. And I went round and round and round and all these different things, and they just didn't really speak to like who I felt like I was or what my message was. And ultimately, the story behind it is I'm texting my husband. I'm obsessing about this weeks, over weeks. I'm like voxering people that I don't even know. Actually, some of those people are some of my pretty good friends now. But I'm sending messages, you know, just reaching out to people I don't know, like just throwing ideas at the wall, talking to my kid. I'm just like waiting. Everyone's like, it's just going to come to you. It's just going to come to you. It's like, it's not going to come. It's not going to happen. It's just not. And then my husband and I are just texting one day. And we're saying shit. We're going back and forth, going back and forth. And like every other word we're saying is, well, I just realized this. And I just realized that. And I said, yeah, I just realized I'm tired of fucking feeling like shit. And, you know, we got to change this and we got to do that. And I just wrote him back. And I was like, that's it. That's the whole premise of my message in this podcast is I just realized. I just realized I'm tired of feeling like shit. I just realized I'm tired of living up to other people's expectations. I just realized I hold the power to make all these changes. I just realized I have control over my life, my decisions, and I can create the life that I want. So long story short, that's how I came up with the name, Just Realized. And I also thought I wanted something that was kind of like everyday language that you hear I didn't want it to be like too deep into something you to really think about I wanted it to really embody how simple all the techniques are that if we use them in our daily lives to shift our habits like how simple these habits really are if you peel back the layers and think about it I'm not saying this shit's easy because it's not easy but it is simple right it is just realizing that you have the power. It is just those aha moments when you're brushing your teeth or you're in the shower. Like, that's where I get a lot of my moments. <laughs> um, but, you know, like you're driving in the car, whatever it is, it's that just realized kind of aha moment for you 
where th- something just shifts. And I feel like those aha moments are how we grow and those little teeny minutes are like how your brain starts to rewire how you work and how you operate. So I really liked that idea and the name of that. And I really felt like people could use it to speak to what worked for them. And I just wanted something that was simple that everyone could just relate to. All right, my next question. The first couple questions are um, really around the podcast and starting a podcast and things like that. Um, So I did want to open up and say that I do have a 15-minute video I did on how to start a podcast based on, like, my experience. So if anyone out there is a little bit more interested in how to actually dig in and do it, I can send you that if you're interested. Just DM me on Insta at katiejustrealized. But my next question is, what made you start a podcast? So this is a great question. Ever since I got introduced to podcasts, I just loved them. I just, they're just amazing, right? Especially once you find someone that you really connect with and you vibe with. It's really an opportunity to just like, it's like talking to a friend, but obviously it's a little bit of a one-sided conversation when you're listening. But if you find someone that you really just connect with, it's like, it could literally change your life. It's like advice you didn't know you needed. So a couple of years ago when I really got into podcast and I was thinking about it, I wanted to focus on mom guilt because I was struggling with it so bad. And I felt like a lot of my decisions were rooted in my mom guilt. Not that they still aren't sometimes, but I'm working on it, really, really working on it. And that's definitely a belief that I know I need to let go and I want to help other people let go of too. But as I was going through my self-help journey and stuff like that, I really struggled a lot with people not talking about certain things. And I was like, how come people don't talk about these things? Oh my God, like if someone would talk about this hard shit, you know, maybe we could change generations and people's expectations and just how things roll because this is shit. But I knew it wasn't big enough and I was scared shitless, shitless, not shitless. <laughs> I was scared shitless. So I never really got off the ground. Then I started doing more and more like public speaking um, and things and teaching moments at work. And I really enjoyed the high that I got from the high going in, being scared to death to like get up and do a presentation with the high afterwards and the look on someone's face when they're really paying attention to what you're saying and you can see them go, oh shit, I never really thought about it like that. And there's so much power in sharing your ideas because people can apply it to what they already think and you can just create the snowball effect of growth and opportunity and it's amazing. So as I continued down my path and, you know, I really got into the Mom is in Control podcast that's in my coaching um, community with Heather Chauvin. Check it out. She's the shit. You know, I was super inspired. And I just love her whole style. And I was like, I really, really want to start a podcast. Like, I've always wanted to. And that's, I just loved her style. And I was like, there's so many people that need this. And there's so many people that love it. And I truly believe that, you know, the more people that share the same message or relative messages, you create that change. You know, cultures are created by a collective. So if we all become the change that we want to see in the world, then the world will change. So I just knew I had to do the podcast. I was like, I have to. I have a voice. I know that's what I can do. I, while it is scary, I do know that that's one of my gifts, right? I know that I love to talk. I know that I can do it. I mean, I know I can do it. Sometimes I feel like I don't know I can do it, but I know I can do it. 
So like that's what really made me know that I had to start a podcast. Then I said it out loud. Then I got held accountable. And I'm not one to let down on a challenge when someone's holding me accountable. So I went with it. And it was literally one of the most amazing, awesome things I've ever done. And here we are today. Now, my next question was, what's most rewarding part and the most challenging part about running a podcast? The most rewarding part by fucking far is the feedback that you get from people. Just the feedback of like when something resonates with someone. And I literally wrote this down on a piece of paper in the beginning of the podcast when I was dealing with heavy, heavy imposter syndrome. I am helping people. I am helping people A, have a fucking good day. I am helping people maybe get out of a funk that they're in for that hour. I am helping people feel connected. And I am helping people know that they are not alone. Like we're all in this together. And, you know, that's the power, I think, of podcasts is when you listen to someone who is putting in the time and energy to create a podcast and it resonates with you, it makes you feel like, oh, shit, I'm not the only one. And I'm assuming that lots of other people listen to this podcast, too. It really makes you feel connected, and it makes you know that you have a community out there. And I would say, hands down, that's the most rewarding part. And I know in my heart, like, when I get weird and feel like the imposter syndrome or the who the fuck am I syndrome pops up constantly, especially around promoting the podcast and asking for reviews and stuff like that, I have to remind myself that I'm doing this from a place of love And if that's where I'm doing it from, then nothing's wrong with doing the podcast and sharing my voice because all I'm trying to do is create a positive mindset. That's it. So I know that that by far is my most rewarding part is seeing people kind of, you know, come into this mindset and look at things different. Because I know for me, it was a huge game changer and it has just changed how I live my life when I stop believing things that... I've always thought or maybe I was taught by society or whoever and you realize like it doesn't matter kind of like I was saying in the beginning about yes I committed to Monday and Thursday podcasts every week but you know what it's vacation and I didn't want to do it but by not doing it I learned something right those are kind of the beliefs that I had to let go of that I'm working on every day like did it feel right for me that day no so I didn't do it and that's okay The most challenging part, I would say, hands down, the most challenging part about the podcast is just showing up and dealing with that, like, who the fuck am I to share my opinions and thoughts? I don't know. We all deal with this. Like, I was just talking to my coach yesterday, and I was saying, like, I literally know I am holding myself back in the podcast by not being as proactive in some of the groups I'm in, not asking for interviews and things on the podcast, not really going after it the way that I know I could because I have this like crazy imposter syndrome feeling still that I deal with. And she was like, I know it's like a fucking epidemic right now. Like we've got to let those thoughts go. So many people need to just do that because we're all worthy, right? So I would say that's the most challenging part, but... Then again, it can be rewarding when I do it and I know I'm helping other people. Also, for people, anyone who's like really going to do a podcast, I would say the hardest damn part outside of figuring out what the fucking name is, is 
sitting in front of that microphone for the very first time. It's so hard. Like the very first time I recorded my first episodes, which totally suck, but that's okay. Your first episode will suck. (laughs) I mean, I had to like kick everybody out of the house. I made my husband go grocery shopping with the kids because I knew that would buy me at least three hours. (laughs) And I just couldn't do it. Like I virtually could not talk when the microphone turned on. And I'm like, Katie, pretend like you're talking to a girlfriend. Like, it doesn't matter. No one's even here. You can edit this thing. No one even has to hear you fuck up. So, like, why is it so hard? But I think that's really the most challenging, like, actual piece is just sitting in front of the microphone the first time. And then for me, like I said, that imposter syndrome still pops up. But it's very real. So I know that every day by leaning into that resistance that it's actually rewarding at the same time. I kind of feel like I just answered that one like I was in a job interview about what's your strength and your weakness, and then you turn your weakness into a positive. So sorry, (laughs) but that's my real answer. My next question, is doing a podcast what you expected? I don't know, because I don't know what I expected, you know, because I had never done one. I would say in some ways, it's way fucking easier than I thought it would be. And anyone who's truly fucking thinking about starting a podcast, just do it. Just do it. I was reading um, some facts. I'm in this really, really cool group called Women Who Want to Podcast or Women Who Do Podcast. And um, you guys should look up on Facebook. It's amazing. It's ran by an amazing woman. And it's just a great community of women who podcast. And she's always sharing really cool facts. And she said that 99% of podcasts are indie. I think that's really fucking cool because it's a great platform for just the average person like me who's struggling with their damn imposter syndrome to just show up and have a platform for change or whatever they need in their life. Because a lot of the time your message is rooted out of what you've needed in your life. And, you know, that's how you connect with others because they need the same thing. It's definitely way easier to get started. You can literally just start a podcast under 100 bucks. Most of you probably already have the equipment. I've recorded many of my episodes just on my iPhone. You can download web-based editing software for some of it, I think is actually free, and literally $9 a month for hosting. Just show up. That's the hardest part is just showing up and having content. I would say that most people that really have strong voices, it's not really about having the content. It's about What do I really feel like sharing today and what's on my heart today? At least that's where I struggle. And maybe sometimes feeling, trying to be creative or being on when you don't really feel on. But I would say overall, I don't know what I expected, but it's actually easier to do it than anyone would think. But I think that applies to a lot of things that we think are scary that we don't know. It's nothing like you think it'll be. All right, let's dig into some really good questions that don't involve a podcast. This is a really good one that I got from a good friend of mine. How do you beat the winter blues? Oh my God. So we're on the East Coast, and the East Coast is usually pretty rough in the wintertime. However, right now it's December, and the weather is fucking amazing. I think it's in 60 degrees every day. I'm not going to get into what that might mean and things like that from a global warming perspective because that's definitely not my topic of expertise. But um, the winter can be pretty rough here and the days are super short and it really just like sucks a little bit, right? 
So this is something that I know that I have struggled with for the last couple of years. Going into this year, A, because I knew my job was going to move and I was going to start commuting, that the winter's going to be extra fucking rough for me, right? And I'm doing a podcast. I know from years past and all my new self-awareness that I've got to fucking figure out how I'm going to handle the winter blues, right? So a couple of things that I've been doing that I think ultimately really work outside of really leading into what I'm passionate about and doing this podcast is I have made sure that I have not stopped exercising. It's super hard to keep up your exercise routine in the winter, right? It's dark, it's cold, nobody wants to get out of bed when it's cold. And I totally understand that. But I know that if I don't exercise, my energy literally sucks. And my I will get so in my head and I just won't show up and be my best self. And everything that we need to do to feel better when we're not doing them are the things that we never feel like doing, right? Exercising, eating right, 100% still try to eat right and eat your vegetables. Again, I know it's super hard in the winter. Everybody's leaning for comfort food and things like that. Don't let those basic things slide. Some of the extra things that I've been doing is, and I'm not a doctor, but I've been taking vitamin D supplements just because I know from, you know, working with physicians and stuff that that's something that I'm generally low on from, you know, working indoors and things like that. So I have been taking vitamin D supplements ever since the time change and it's gotten darker. I can post what I use, but again, check with your doctor. Um, And I have made sure that I go outside for 10 minutes every day, if it's sunny outside, obviously not if it's raining. Pause there for a second because my daughter just busted in while I was recording because her sleeve got really wet while she was washing her hands. Gotta love it. Anyways, how to beat the winter blues. Another thing I've really been leaning into and a big kind of like daily goal for me outside of drinking my water is trying to go outside for at least 10 minutes. Like if it's not raining, because I commute, right? So I'm leaving really early in the morning. It's not quite dark, but it's definitely not like super sunny. And I'm definitely driving home in the dark. So I know if I don't get outside during the day at some point, I just promise myself that there is at least 10 minutes in the day that I could pop outside, you know, weather permitting, and just kind of stand there for a few minutes and just soak it in. I really think it's important. Like, it really shifts your whole mood. So that's really worked for me. Again, super simple, but, you know, you do got to work it in. It's definitely a micro habit. I think it's totally doable. If 10 minutes doesn't work, shoot for five, but it definitely helps. And something I had read back when I got this question, I was like, that's such a good question. And it's funny because right before I got it, I had saw something else on Instagram. And it's funny how things are always right on time. And that's how I know I need to be talking about it. Because if I'm thinking it, I'm seeing it, someone else is asking it, so many other people are thinking about it as well. Someone had posted something. And the two things that stood out the most or that I remember today are, Only surround yourself with people that you fucking love, okay? Start working on those damn boundaries. Then just don't surround yourself with them. Just do what you have to do and surround yourself with only the people that make you vibrate at your highest energy, okay? That's it. Keep it simple. But the other big thing that I saw in there that I thought was really fucking cool, it said every winter, like if you know you have winter blues, try to scratch something off your bucket list, And I thought, oh, fuck, what a good idea. Now, I'd have to admit, 
I don't have like a formal bucket list. I mean, I have a couple things that I really want to do, but I don't really know what that looks like. So that also feels like a really good exercise, right? If you don't have that bucket list, create it. And then like, what's one thing you could really check off in the wintertime? Maybe it's actually not getting the winter blues. <laughs> but anyways, I thought it was a great question. Um, I can post a couple of pictures of, like I said, the supplements and stuff that I'm using to get me through it. But all the same things apply. Exercise, eating right, of course, journaling. I actually journaled over this break and was skipping the pod and things like that. And as much as I resist it, it really always fucking works. It's crazy. Again, I don't know why we resist things that we know are good for us or we know will make us feel good, but it really does fucking work. It's amazing. I have one more question. I actually have a couple more. But I think I'm going to save them for full-blown episodes because they're really, really good questions. And I just want to dig in a little bit deeper. And this is one I definitely want to dig in deeper too, but I'm going to scratch the surface here to see where we're headed. So one I got is how do you incorporate spirituality into your routine, whether it's meditation, a ritual, or whatever? And the person was like, I'm new to this, but I know I need something in my life to keep me grounded. And I thought, ooh, that's a really good question. I'd like to toss it out in the q and I'm going to share some of the things, how it works for me, but I would love some feedback from you guys. I think this is another big conversation and a big topic. So um, I at least wanted to get it started here and we can dig in some more in another episode. But for me, I really just made it like a non-negotiable on certain times of day on certain things I'll do right I'm really been trying to lean into meditating for me right now as a spiritual practice and to just really clear my mind and get grounded and set my intentions for the day so I wake up insanely fucking early I'm not even gonna tell you what time but I mean I have to right because I'm gonna do it and I really am a firm believer on your mornings being you know what you do in the morning sets you for the rest of the day and we do focus on this a lot on like morning routines and things like that but I've always believed that but since I've really really leaned in and have been super intentional with it it has changed my life so I would say whatever it is that you do whether you have a mantra whether you journal whether you meditate whether it's yoga whether it's you know pull an oracle card whatever it is I would tie it to the morning routine for me it's key it's a time of day where I know my house is quiet for one and I like to be in a quiet space so I can get in the right mindset to dabble into the my woo-woo shit and it's for me it's very private still right it's very new for me as well so it is very private for me, and it is something that I'm just learning to navigate as I realize, you know, I just do need something bigger than myself um, and something to put some faith into. And for me right now, that is the universe. So that's what I would do, and that's my best advice, is whatever that ritual is for you, tie it to your morning routine or tie it to something that you already do. So in the morning for me, I wake up early and I exercise and then I meditate. And then I do have um, the Rebecca Campbell Oracle cards, which for me have been a game changer. Like if something's on my mind, 
I will sit in silence, meditate, and just kind of hold whatever that is that's been on my heart lately, whatever that question is that's been bothering me, and sit down with my cards and just pull a card. And the beautiful thing about those cards is you can interpret them to your life and whatever's working for you. And I feel like it kind of guides you because I feel like you always kind of know what you need to be doing. It's just hard to get out of your own way sometimes. It's really fucking hard. So I try to always spend that time in the morning before my husband and kids are awake. And even if I don't exercise, like every morning slightly different, but I have some non-negotiables. Like I'm really going to try to meditate or I'm really going to spend 20 minutes by myself doing whatever the fuck it is I want to do, whether it's journaling that morning, whether it's writing out my priority list, whatever it is. I really feel like the best way to incorporate new routines and new practices like that, that you're really just kind of learning is in the morning when no one is awake, when your energy is up, it's a brand new day. It's the perfect time to kind of set how you want to feel, how you want to flow for the day. So I would start there. I'm completely open to getting feedback from you guys. So let me know what you think or other things that have worked for you so we can share it with the community. But like I said, I think that's where I'm going to wrap this Q&A because I have some really good questions, but I feel like I've been talking for a long time and I want it to kind of all sink in. So let's wrap here for today in the q and I'm going to take some of these other questions, turn them into full episodes, and let's grow from there. So I hope you guys really enjoyed this. I loved doing the Q&A. I love the interaction. I'm so big in community, and I really, really enjoy building the community. So let's share this on social. If you guys enjoyed this episode, rate and review it so we can continue to build this community and help each other out. And thank you for holding and creating this space with me today. Thank you.